Welcome to Couch Crouches. This is Jim. I'm Gonzo. Okay, so and uh it's recording successfully, it yes, appears. It appears to be. If you never hear this part of the statement, that means that it wasn't. But if you do, then it did. There you go. Great. I'm so, tired. Yeah, me too. Um where uh well, my fingernails look great. They do, they did look fantastic. I saw the lightning bolt. Yeah, it's really fucking I got cool. I, I remembered how to do the lightning bolt accent nail for the first time in like years. That's exciting. Because I used to do this. Oh, did you? And then, last year especially, um, I tried and it just would always melt and slip and slide and get real messy. And right. I couldn't remember. It turns out that doing it the dumb way is actually how I'm supposed to do it. Because what I had thought of doing... So, I, I will describe this for the listener as I realize that this is a audio medium. Uh, on my middle finger for... Uh, Rocky Horror, I have this lightning bolt design that's uh, black near the cuticle. That's the cuticle, right? Mm-hmm. Down there that at the is, bottom? Yes. Okay. It's black near the cuticle, then it's a gold lightning bolt, and it's red up on, on the tip. And how I'd been doing it, like last year, every time I tried to do it and it failed, I would do the whole nail black, then I would mask out the black area right. with some tape. Then do the whole nail gold, mm-hmm. wait for that to dry, mask out the top of that gold, um, and then paint it red. And then do it red so it would be in layers from black to gold to red. But every time, like without failing, maybe I just wasn't letting it dry long enough, but sure. there were some days that I would let hours go by waiting for the next layer to dry. Right. And I would slap the tape down and I would like take it, stick it to my hands, stick it to my pants, just try and get a little, like lose some of the stickiness of it. Yep. And I would lay it down. Lessen the tack as it were. Yeah. And I would lay it down on top of the gold, hit it with the red, and as soon as I would start to peel the tape off, are you going to take a picture for social media? Mm-hmm. Every time I would start to peel the tape off, for some reason, this red would have melted everything, huh. like, underneath and started to seep, and so it would peel off most of the gold and most of the black with it as I'm peeling the tape off. Okay. And whatever I, I did, it just wouldn't work. And part of that, part of that I'm realizing is the top coat that I use, yeah. which is really great and honestly pretty hard and resilient and leaves a good mirror on it but i noticed this while i was playing around with it this year was part of the reason it leaves that nice uh nice like mirror finish is because it does sort of have a bit too much solvent in it so it remelts everything underneath right and and lets it flow smooth but what i did this year differently than last year was instead of doing the whole thing black, I did the whole thing gold. Ah, uh, so I see what you so did. So the whole nail is gold, and then I mask out from the top down, so I have the area that I want black masked out, and I hit that with black and peel it off. And mm-hmm. this maybe it's just a property of this gold 
polish that it's not like it doesn't have a lot of solvent in it probably because it is a metallic um but it dries pretty fast and adding the black on top of it didn't seem to budget so once that's on i peel that tape off then i let that dry for a long 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 time because the black is pretty goopy right then i'll come back with more tape stop picking at it i can't it's an obsession yes but you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna chip it i know stop it that's why i did them yesterday was because i have the show tomorrow presumably um but so then after the black is dry i'll come back with tape and mask out the other side where the red goes laying it over the black and gold and that's one of the reasons i have to let the the black dry all that immediately react yeah right (laughs) um so then it works apparently yeah i was even able to sort of fix up this one you see it looks a little globby a little bit but that's because i i masked it out poorly so it was this dumb super fat looking like it just it didn't look like a lightning bolt it looked more like a lopsided diamond oh okay so I kinda well, came, no, you fixed it nice so i kind of came back in with the brush and, i'm not picking at that one this has a top coat on it so that's not picking <sighs> this over here was picking because there's a little bit right there that the top coat's kind of crusty and I, oh. I, I don't like it it's it's a bothering me um so do you want to oh oh wait and shout out rob right rob is his name the one that wants to do the butt camera rob yes oh no yeah he totally went yeah he came to see the show he went with other people that i know too yeah he came to see the show he walked up to me uh afterwards looks at me and says oh my god is this a couch grouch live and in person and i said yes it is and then he told me who he was and i realized that i know of this person you met him what when did I meet him? We see him all the time when we go to our movie events. We do? We all I almost always invariably run into him. Am I just dumb? I might just be dumb. I'm sorry. Oh wait, Rob. And he was on the show, but you weren't no, here. I wasn't, I wasn't here for that one. Oh, that's right. He was on the show and you weren't here. So Okay, now you maybe you never have met him. So, Joe has. So uh yeah, wasn't he on a... You went to see some movie kind of recently. Yeah, we went to see one of, the spi- one of the superhero movies or something. Imagine with Spider-Man or... No, I saw Spider-Man. <gasps> Excuse me. I don't remember which one it was, but... Oh, it was uh, the the new... It was Dark Phoenix. Oh, yeah. That was Dark a horrible Phoenix, fucking I think, movie. I think he was with you. That was a horrible movie. But... So, yeah. Uh, shout out to Rob. To Robbie. Because that was real cool to meet you. Yeah. Unless I have met you before, in which case it was real cool to see you again. <laughs> but obviously, I've now uh, given up the grand secret, which is I don't recall. <laughs> uh, I think it's likely that you may not have met him before, so we'll 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 let that go. But no, you enjoyed the show. Um, so you want to plug the show? I mean, I, I could plug the show. Let's plug the show, and then I'll pl- I have a show to plug as well. I've so. just spent the last. Uh, Seven minutes and five That's seconds. That's not that long. No. Talking about these shows. So uh, So what show is it, Joe? Is it, is it uh, Gonzo? Yeah, I'm Gonzo. Joe's not here. I know. It's weird, right? <laughs> uh, shout out to Joe, my boy Giuseppe. How you doing? You eating that pasta or are you just helping to run that pasta dinner? He's running it. You're not going to listen to this episode, probably. He, he might. You never know. If you do, it'll be in a little while. Hopefully, um, you know, just stay cool. Have a good summer. Hope to see you next year. <laughs> what the fuck?
talking about? I'm signing his yearbook. Oh, Jesus. Um, so Joe is also in the show that Gonzo's yes. talking about. And, and what is the name of the show, Joe? Uh, I, I'm still Gonzo. Fucking man. Who the fuck are you and what I'm show are you Gonzo. in? I am Gonzo. I am Gonzo. And I am still in Rocky Horror. The Rocky Horror Show, even. Would it be Richard O'Brien's The Rocky Horror Show? It is, in fact, Richard O'Brien's The Rocky Horror Show. But it is not The Rocky Horror Picture Show. No, it's the show. And I've been really good about not being pedantic and, like, correcting the random passerbys on the street who see the poster and say, Oh, Rocky Horror Picture Show? Because trust me, my brain goes, there's no picture in it. Stop saying picture, but I don't say it out loud with my mouth hole. (laughs) I keep it in my thinker, not my talker. And where is this 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 phenomenal piece of of, of theatrical endeavor, Gonzo? Oh, don't suck his dick that much. It's a garbage show, but I love it. <laughs> like our production of it is honestly pretty fantastic. Oh no 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 no! no. Yeah, when he says um, it's a garbage show, he's talking about the production. The show in and of itself, hey, it's is not great. Listen, I love we it. We all love it. I I will be one of the first to admit that sure. uh, this this show is not. It's not really good, hey, I guess. Hey, you Whatever. know what? Sondheim, it ain't. Yeah, let's go. There with you that. go. Sondheim, it ain't. But it, it it it's been a good uh, production of it so far, and yeah. it is at the Stafford Palace Theater in Stafford Springs, Connecticut. And if you're at your computer right now, wondering where the hell is that? I've never heard of that. Wait, isn't that that place with the NASCAR? No, it doesn't have NASCAR, but they do have a speedway. Um, Actually, I knew a guy who used to race in that speedway. Sure. He worked with me at the bus yard. And then... Um, I I, when I was a kid, with Stafford Motor Speedway. Sure. And then I think he has actually raced like professionally on the TV, even. Awesome. Um, I, I might have to look that up later. But, anyway. If you're at your computer and wondering where this is, you could type into, into your Google Maps, 75 Main Street, Stafford Springs, Connecticut. I think it's 06076. It is. That sounds about right to me. I've only written that poster for two years. (laughs) Um, Or you could go to www.phoenixtheater.us. It's got all these nice handy-dandy links to buy a ticket. I should know I also made that site. And how much are tickets, Gonzo? Tickets are, I believe there's like a convenience fee on online. Yeah, but, no, but what, 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 what is what is the what is the the sticker price on the, the ticket? What the, is the, the sticker price? Yes. The MSRP. Yes. <laughs> of, of these tickets is twenty two dollars for general admission. Yes. Twenty seven dollars for VIP. Yes. VIP is, honestly, ideally, it's the first like two or three rows in front of the stage, but. Last Saturday, uh, we had so many people show up that it was, VIP was kind of just your ground floor seating. We, we sold a lot. That's awesome. And they, they brought in a lot more chairs, too. But, cool. you know, VIP. So that's 22 and $27 $22 American? And 27 And you can buy them at the door. Uh, we do accept cash. We do accept credit. Um, no one's tried to pay with a check yet. Uh, no, I don't, I don't <laughs> think that we accept check. But don't quote me on that. Uh, Chris Ryan may just... <laughs> he may just take whatever... He, he may take money in whatever form it comes, but... um will check clear. will check clear. Yes, but, Chris. But, oh, fuck it. I'll take it. But yeah, you can, you can buy them online. It's a minor convenience fee or something. We don't run that uh, online box office. 
So we're not in control of that. Or you can get them at the door. Uh, if you know a cast member, you can buy it through them, too. If they're feeling nice, they might even knock, like... I, th- I think cast is only really authorized to sell general admission. Right. But if they're feeling nice, they may knock that price down to 20 bucks for you. Um, no guarantees. Depends on if they remembered that they could do that or not, realistically. But, yeah. Uh, should be plenty of tickets still available. And we got just three more shows. We got tomorrow night. We got Friday night. Mm-hmm. And we got Saturday night, and then we're done for the season. So he's not going to try to do. He's not. He's not doing a midnight show Saturday night as well. No, I really wish that he would, but I think honestly the plan is to strike the set after the show on oh, Saturday. And Jesus, I have done the midnight show strikes um, for Chris before, mm-hmm. but that was also back when we were at Trinity on Main. So yeah, striking the set was. Taking it down the stairs, which was right. still a pain in the ass, but it was in the same building. Right, now you gotta load it into a truck, yeah. take it to the site, unload it. Yeah, that yeah. is a bitch. So, I mean, odds are I'll be done with it by 3am in the any either way we go, but... Uh, so, the show starts at 8pm. Doors to the theater to, like, buy the tickets, I think, open at 7. What time does the bar open? I'm not 100% sure. Probably around 7.30, 7 o'clock-ish. So yeah, there's a full bar, full service bar there. Yeah. Uh, I've heard good things. I hear that the price, that the prices of the drinks are fairly well priced, uh, considering. I, I've never uh, bought drinks at that bar. And that's not me telling a lie. No, I, like I, 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 I drink during I, the show. I was having a conversation with somebody that saw the show. And I'm just saying it. that I bring my own. Well, yeah, but you're um, not you're not you're not a uh, a patron. That that that's me. That's what I do. Um, yeah, I guess that's all the relevant information. You could probably just like Google it or on Facebook. There's some events and everything going on. You can find it if you if you're looking for Rocky Horror in Connecticut. Um, I think that now that Wyndham's is done, um, I don't remember if the Bradleys doing it this year. They may be, but. You know, good it, production. Go out and see it. And if you're if you're if you're a fan of the podcast, and believe me, if you're listening to the show, you are because new people aren't. Oh, uh, 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 Joe's friends of the show, Adrian, and our friend of the show, Jaqueline, they went to see the show. Oh, excellent! And I guess Joe's friend of the show, Adrian's girlfriend, Emma, also came to see it. But I didn't see her the day she came. I did happen to see Adrian and Jaqueline, mostly because they were sitting in the back row and I was running past them quite a bit. And I'm like, oh, look, it's Jaqueline. She's here. Hi. Um, so, yeah. Good. More shout outs to people that I know that listen to this who I know have also come to see the show. Awesome. I know y'all came to see Joe, not me, but I still, I, I count it as a win for me. <laughs> you should. Gonzo, the lovable scamp. So, speaking of, uh, of shows... Uh, found out today that uh, Podium Players, that Podium Players in East Hampton, um, have a ad for Couch Grouches in their um, program. Cool. That they put in for no charge. So as a trade, I will now read the following press release. 
By the way, Podium Players, if you don't remember, is the Jordan. Uh, is the is the organization run by friend of the show Table to Stages um, Jordan, Jordan Wormy Jordan Worma Jordan Verma although he's he's Swedish would be Jordan Wormy um, so that's racist no it's not that's what he did last time all well, right I wasn't here well for, yeah, you, and you know and you know what you can't be racist against white people um, <laughs> didn't you bleep me out the last time I said that I don't think so I feel like you bleeped me out when <laughs> I, I, feel I said like that I didn't. anyway all right. Podium player threatened at least. Podium Players Community Theater of East Hampton, Connecticut, will present Roald Dahl's Matilda the Musical from November eighth, that's my birthday, through seventeenth, twenty nineteen. Inspired by the twisted genius of Roald Dahl, the Tony Award-winning Matilda the Musical is the captivating masterpiece that that revels in the anarchy of childhood, the power of imagination, and the inspiring story of a girl who dreams of a better life. With a book by Dennis Kelly and original songs by Tim Minchin, Matilda has won 47 international awards and continues to thrill sold-out audiences of all ages around the world. Matilda the Musical will run for eight performances between November 8th and 17th. Showtimes are Friday and Saturday evenings at 7.30 and Saturday and Sunday afternoons at 2 o'clock. All performances will be held at East Hampton High School. Matilda is directed by Valerie Bosey, music directed by Jackie Harris-Stone, and is presented with permission from Music Theatre International. Tickets are available in advance at podiumplayers.org, eventbrite.com, or at the door. General admission tickets are $18. Seniors and children 17 and under are $15. Podium Players... Community Theater is a nonprofit organization that has served the community for over 50 years. The group relies on volunteers and welcomes anyone, whether on stage or behind the scenes, to participate. Meetings are held the second Monday of every month at East Hampton Library at 7 p.m. For more information or to purchase tickets for the show, visit www.podiumplayers.org. So do you have to include that, uh, that bit from the Wright's House in the press release, too? Because I, it depends on your contract. Like I can't remember. I, I and, never, and Rocky Horse on MTI. No, that's MT, Sam French. MTI is like Nazi level. What you have to do. So I don't think every single one well, has to be. Uh, hair is MTI. I think. Yeah. I I believe at least. Yeah. I might I might be wrong. I could look at the poster for that because I know I put, I put it on every poster that I do, and I do yeah. put it in every program as well. Yeah. Because well, you I definitely I, have to put it on. The I know for a fact that it belongs in the program. Yeah, but and it kind of belongs on all the posters too. MTI. No, and I, I do put MTI on the yeah. posters. I usually put it in really small no, type, I, I, because I, it doesn't say what kind of what typeface. It doesn't. On the, not on the poster. It has to be in a certain typeface in the uh, in the program. I, I thought think. MTI did. Have I could be the wrong. Poster on there too. And not only is that, but it may also be specific to the show. So. Well, I know that uh, for hair, when I made those posters, specifically... Well, they um, said it had to be in a certain type No, set. not just that, but like... Um, fuck, why can't I remember the, the Jerome? No, no. no. The, the author and the original right. director, no, no. they had to be in a certain yes. typeface. Yes, yeah, they do that a lot. Um, of, of no, when we no did, smaller than... Yeah, when we did the producers, we had to do that. We had to put... Uh, Mel Brooks's name, the name of the show. 
we had to put Sue Stroman on it. Like, we didn't have to put her on the poster, but we, she had to go in a certain font in the uh, program. Like, I believe, yeah. I, I never actually saw the uh, contract signed for Rocky Horror. Yeah. So I kind of went off of generic contracts that I also saw Sam French having. Sure. Um, and when I made the poster this year, I figured that... That's a good looking poster. Well, I figured that... Actually, I think maybe I did see the uh, the contract last year. Yeah. Because I didn't tweak a whole lot. Yeah. But I kept Richard O'Brien's name. I think that it does specifically I mean, it, say it has to be Richard, O'Bri- Richard O'Brien's, O'Brien's The Rocky Horror Show. Yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm almost... 100% sure that's correct. But so I put that in a nice big yeah. size and I do still have presented by special arrangement with Sam French yeah. or Samuel French LLC. LLC, yes. Uh, is right there and it's not in a terribly small font. It's at the bottom of yeah. it though, so Yeah. Um So yeah, I was just wondering cuz I also wrote press releases and I didn't mention well, I, I don't, don't think I did. I, I could check my emails. Ah, don't worry about it. And and see but just when I heard that, I'm like, oh shit, did, did I miss an important part of, uh, like, the, the contract? I don't think they're going to care. No, at this point, they wouldn't care. So, if, if they cared about that, they'd care about some the other things a little bit exactly. more, you would think. Yes. Um, so, moving on, I have to ask you a question. Since we're not, we're not going to do, like, the normal format tonight, we'll tell you what's going on in a minute. But there's one piece of news I want to talk about when I ask Gonzo about. Gonzo, have you watched the new Star Wars trailer? I have not. We should watch that. Let's do it right now. Um, I thought you were going to ask me about the... uh, Oops. About the what? About the NordVPN hack. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't hear about the NordVPN hack. Well, well, I'm pulling up the Star Wars trailer. Tell me about this. What the fuck? Apparently the hack actually happened like a year or so ago, but it's been publicly disclosed recently. Wow. And um, so it's real interesting how, how they did that. It was NordVPN had spun up some new nodes, right? Um, because that's that's how their VPN works and how it guarantees sort of privacy. Yeah, is it routes you through all of these different nodes before it comes out, and none of these nodes track the data. So your your uh, service provider sees that you access NordVPN, mm-hmm. and then some other end somewhere sees that NordVPN access them, but they can't track that backwards. So what what happened was someone spun up nodes on a new hosting center that had like an insecure backend that let hackers get in there and um, like compromise the server. So they were able to pull certificates that let anybody spin up new nodes and pretend to be NordVPN so they could track you. Now- but apparently it happened a year ago. It was shut down pretty fast. The only reason it's being disclosed now is... I'm not 100% sure. It's just been in the news lately. That's interesting. So what we're going to do real quick is we're going to pause. We're going to watch the trailer. And we'll come back and talk. We'll see what Gonzo thought about it. And then we'll talk about what we're going to do tonight to ourselves. And then uh, there we go. Okay, so we'll be right back. It's recording. And we're back. Um, so, what'd you think? Uh, it's all a hallucination. <laughs> you know, like, not to get too 
a conspiracy theorist with this. You remember when, when Luke went into the dark side cave on Dagobah and he had that hallucination and very and, much and so Vader was there, but actually it turns out it was Luke the whole time. Sure. And it was this real powerful moment and everything. I think that um I think that Palpatine's not back. I think none of this has happened. I think Luke is still alive on that planet. Because what happens is Ray goes into that dark side cave there on, on the spooky space island planet. Yeah. I forget the name. It probably has a name. I haven't taken the time to commit this new expanded universe to memory. Um, but we're going to call it Space Whales. <laughs> Not like Space Whales, like, you know, aquatic mammals <laughs> in space, but more like the Welsh of outer space. <laughs> Like, this is where the space Welsh live? Is that where the space scum live? Yeah. No, that's Moss Eisley. Moss Eisley's the hive of scum in Scum Villain. But, but I, I, or, or what is it? What, where I, did they I, film that? Was it Scotland or I, something? I always thought the Welsh were scum. The Welsh are scum, yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, what, you mean on the island? Yeah, where was it? I believe it's an Ir- it's a island in Ireland, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, well, I was pretty close with I my mean, guest of Scotland. not that far, yeah. And pretty close with my bashing of the Welsh, even. Like, we're right Indeed. there in the British Isles. But, you know, she went into that cave, and then she had that trippy hallucination. I think this whole... Everything since then has just been part of that hallucination. You know, this movie, she's going to confront... You know, what? what's being built up is Palpatine there. She's going to chop his head off and then his hood's going to fall back and it's going to be her face. It's going to be Ray the whole time. And then credits. And then, yeah, and then credits. Because it's it's just like that other movie that you saw. <laughs> um, and I'm not shitting on that. I sound like I am. And that's a thing that a lot of people use to shit on the Star Wars movies. Or it's too much like Empire Strikes Back. But then they bitch that it's not like what they had when they were kids. Well, that was... So this... And we've talked about this on our our, uh, other episodes. But what I've noticed was episode seven, you know, someone was bitching about it in the bathroom after the movie ended. And I remember hearing that. It's too much like like episode four. That they're sitting there. It's like, well, it was too much like the original trilogy. That wasn't new. I was looking for new Star Wars. That was too much like... Like the original trilogy. I don't like it. It's like, okay. Then, okay. Yeah. So then you get episode eight. And then it's, that's not like Star Wars. That's not my Star Wars. That's, Luke never would have done that. Why did that happen? It's not the same. Well, guys, kindly shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just watch the movie. Watch the goddamn Star Wars. I saw the animated CGI Clone Wars movie in theater. In the movie theater. I saw it at midnight opening. With fucking Truman Capote the Hutt. It was not great, but goddamn it, I watched it because it was a Star Wars. Star Wars. And I, I went and I watched the IMAX 3D re-release of episode one. Yeah. I got, I paid extra for my limited edition Darth Maul 3D glasses that <laughs> I are somewhere probably still. And was it any better? No, it was episode goddamn one, it but I watched it. Yeah. I, again, midnight premiere of it. It was a Star Wars. And why did I do it? Because it was a Star Wars. By the way, your ticket has been purchased. 
for episode uh, nine. Now, I did decide I was going to go with one of the Dolby theaters because that's gorgeous mm-hmm. and beautiful and mm-hmm. huge, but it was packed. Yeah. So we're going to do it in a small digital theater. Will we have the recliners? Yes. All right. Yeah, I almost did IMAX, but I was like, no, if we're going to do, if we're not going to do the Dolby, let's, 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 let's sit in luxury and watch and it. It's not, it's not a premiere event, is it? No, I'm, I was not doing the fan event. The fan event was at five o'clock. We would never have made the, the, the fan event. I might have skipped work for that. No, I would have as well. Here's the thing. I would not have skipped work for the, how long was it? 20... 27 hour. I don't think that I would have skipped work for the 27 hour marathon leading up to. Well, no, that included the new movie. Well, oh, 27 including the new movie? Including the okay. new movie. I don't think that I would have skipped work for the 27 the, hours. The 24 day. hours leading up to the new movie, Because right? also, I want to like be conscious to enjoy the new movie. Uh, which is probably why I, I, I wouldn't do it either. I feel like, I feel like end, maybe I would do it after. Well, it depends. What what order are they showing them in? So, I, I, I don't know. But I personally, everyone's like, oh, they should show them the order that they came out. I disagree. At that point, you do it. You do it canon chronologically. But the problem with that is... Now, the reason I would like them to do it in release order is because then I can power through the first... The, the original trilogy. Four, five, six. Then I can pass out for the next six hours. I mean, you pass out for the next nine hours, almost. And then you can I can wake up for the new trilogy. But don't you feel like it would be disjointed at that point? I don't know. I mean, I feel like you're going to do it. You're going to go canon chronology because it it you know it really is the progression of a story like listen you remember the time we tried to do that here yeah, on this we podcast were drinking a lot do you think i'm not going to be drinking during a 27 hour <laughs> movie marathon speaking of movies that we should be drinking to it's halloween it is and i feel did we we did miss one week right um Yes, we did. Kind of because we had to push that Wednesday off to a to Sunday. A Sunday, yeah. And then the following good. Wednesday, everyone was busy. Yeah. And so. so I guess we... There's, we you're still going to get four. Yeah, that, that's gonna, four. Yeah. Which means, I guess, we get... Was... Who suggested last bad movie? Was that also me? No. No, no, that was Sarah. Well, and it turned out not to be Sarah. Sarah emailed us and told us that it wasn't oh, her. it wasn't? Who said it? I think it was Scarlet, actually. Oh. I think the, it was Scarlet. Listen, I apologize for, for placing the blame for that on Sarah. No, I'm the one that initiated that. That was my fault. But also, these are two two ladies that I've never met before, <laughs> whose both both their names start with S. Yeah, it's fair. Um, it's fair. And I do remember that Scarlet has written it. Scarlet's probably also, I've probably given some credit to Sarah for things that Scarlet has said, because the name rings a bell. I sure. know that Scarlet has written things into sure. us, but I feel like I tend to only remember Sarah's name ever. I remember Sarah and Jordan Wormy. Well, Sarah is the Gonzo of costuming. Yes, I think that's why I remember Sarah. Like Sarah is the Gonzo of costuming, so yeah, that's because why. because we can. I, I obsess, yes, but, but I I'm the Sarah of props, one might say. Point being, and it uh, wasn't that bad of a movie. That was an enjoyable time. Howling was a lot of fun. Oh my god, that was a um, lot of fun. And then of course, uh, you guys didn't see what we watched before that was um, the children. The children, yeah, which was. That was your pick. Yes, that was my pick. That's a horrible movie. All right, so maybe 
Maybe Joe gets an escape from picking a bad horror movie. Maybe. Because I do want to... Listen, next Wednesday is Halloween Ween. Right? Yes. Ha- Halloween Ween. It is Halloween Ween. Or Halloween Eve. All Hallows Eve Eve. It's, 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 it's uh, Devil's Night. Yes. Oh, so instead of... Oh, we could take this... Watch the crow. Well, we're recording on this <laughs> yeah. uh, this mobile recording again, yeah. which is great because I'm sitting on the couch again. It's it's real comfy like, and I do like this for our movie centric episodes. Yeah, even if the audio quality may suffer, I never listened to the. It, last was, it wasn't horrible. Um, so you know what we could do? What's that? Halloween Ween. That's mischief night, right? Yeah, that's when the it's... high school kids go out egging. Yeah, it's it's, so we it's take Devil's this, Night, it's so we, Cabbage Night. So we take this podcast device here. We take this Zoom. Yep. And we go out and we find some teens that are causing mischief. And then we throw them into like a sack. <laughs> and no, I don't want to kidnap them. That's bad. <laughs> um, then we throw eggs at them. There you go. We wait until we see them throwing eggs at something. And then throw, so we eggs, throw at eggs at them. Uh, would that be a good episode? Probably not. It's probably a bad idea to record that. It would be great YouTube content. Well, either way, I feel like that's admissible in court and we shouldn't <laughs> do that. And in fact, you should all forget that I suggested doing such a thing. There you go. But since next week will be Halloween Ween, yes. I think that I would like to watch a good Halloween themed movie. Or horror. Or horror. Movie, or spooky, yeah. spooktacular. Ghostmas. 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 So. That's, that's, I hate that holiday. But tonight is not a good, a good horror movie. No. Um, tonight. This is my pick. I've only been talking about this for weeks. So tonight Gonzo and I are going to take a bullet for y'all. Um, we're going to spend one hour and 36 minutes. I hate this movie. Watching, um, a horrible movie and we're just going to reaffirm that it's horrible. My fear about watching this movie is that I'm going to enjoy it more than I did. I don't know, I watched it a couple years ago, and that's when I really developed my hatred of it. The movie is called Chud. What does Chud stand for, you you ask? It's Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers. This is a terrible movie from 1984. Can I read the synopsis? God, I wish you would. Oh, well, the TV... There it is. Beneath the streets of New York City, there are hundreds of miles of subterranean tunnels, unfit for anything human unauthorized for anything experimental, and unlikely to come to the surface. Until now, something horrible is loose in the sewers of Manhattan, and the city's homeless population has begun to mutate into cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. Now, if you are an Amazon Prime member, um, that is all you're ever going to have to pay to watch this piece of shit, because it's included... In fact, they should be paying you to watch this. So, starring Daniel Stern and Kim Greist, 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 directed by Douglas Cheek. What else has he done? I'm not looking. I'm gonna look it up while we watch. All right, Douglas Cheek, right? So we'll be back in about an hour and thirty six minutes. Um, at least it's short. And uh, yeah, wish us luck. We'll come back from Chud. Douglas Cheek. There we go. All right, we'll be back. Chud. Cannibalistic, humanoid, underground dwellers. Chud. They're not staying down there anymore.
Fuck that fucking movie. So that's the thing. The movie literally just ended. And that is my largest problem with this movie. One. Spoilers. This movie's 35 years old. I don't want to hear shit from people about this. Like, one. It's boring. Nothing. Yeah. So for the first, what was it, like 50 minutes. 45, 50 minutes. Of this hour and a half long movie. Nothing happens. It's boring. It's slow. There's no plot or anything. And to be fair, there's really no plot this entire way through. Joe would be furious with this movie. Yeah. For the lack of anything that went on for any reason that was ever explained. Like, the one point when I looked at you and asked, how does she know her husband is in the sewers? She's been locked in an apartment this whole time. How does she know he's there? Oh, well, she probably figured it out listening to the police radio, but I shouldn't have to guess at that. Put that together based on context clues. So for the first 50 minutes of this movie, nothing really happens. And then, like I said, when it happened, it kind of starts to pick up around the time that you start to get the government conspiracy cover-up going. Yep. And the movie begins to be almost legitimately interesting at that point. You know, I would have been okay with it if there was any resolution then, whatsoever. But see, that that's that's the reason that the ending infuriates me, is because it really starts to pick up and, and feel a little more interesting once the government subplot happens. And you're sitting here wondering, what's going to happen? How's it going to resolve? you got the government cover-up. You got the chuds who are legitimate creatures who are legitimately doing things. And then and it's not even like so when 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 the government man turns back around and he says to him or when they figure out that oh it doesn't stand for cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller, it stands for uh contaminated hazardous urban, urban disposal, disposal or something. But then he points out that you know they're they're flooding the the the, the tunnels with gas, so all those bastards are gonna want to come back out. So clearly, he also knows about the Chud Chuds, as well as his other acronym. So um, nothing happens about the Chuds. Spoiler alert! And I, I I mentioned this on the episode a couple weeks ago when I was talking about this movie and why I hate it. I hate it. So much. Because it almost gets you interested. And you almost want to know what's going to happen. And then the truck... Then the government man gets shot. The truck explodes. Roll credits. The chuds are still doing chud things. But if if what I had thought was going to happen happened, that would have been an okay ending. Like, if... So if, let's say, for example, if the truck exploded and it lit all the gas in the city, in in the sewers on fire, and the entire neighborhood exploded and everybody died, I would be okay with that ending. Now, maybe... Because it would be resolved. And then, of course, one of the chuds doesn't die because there's going to be well, a Well, that's going to be the girlfriend. She got bit by the chud. There you go. So she's going to be the next chud. And is she going to have a baby with black fingernails? Probably, yeah. Probably. One it's it's going to be awful. <laughs> but, so... It's a callback from two shows ago. When did the children come out? Was that... That was uh, 80s, right? It was 80s, yeah. But I want to know how close to, to this movie. Uh, the children was 1980. 
because it occurs to me that <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, when did Ghostbusters two come out? Oh, that came out in like eighty eighty nine. When and like, but specifically like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Chud, the children. The early 80s seemed to have been like a heyday for toxic waste as a plot element. Oh, of course it was. Oh, no, of course it was because it was a, um... It's a lot like how the early or mid, early to mid-90s were all about volcanoes. Well, think about it, like... You remember all those volcano movies? Yeah, what, what, what else came out in the 80s? The Toxic Avenger. Yeah. Because toxic waste and toxic waste disposal was a subject in the real world in the 1980s. Like, that was coming out that... You know, they were taking radioactive waste and putting it in cement canisters and sinking it in the middle of lakes and things like that. Like, we didn't know that until that there was a big, you know, like, big um, expose or something, you know, so... So it's just that... Okay. Maybe... The first, the first TMNT uh, comic book was 1984. So maybe... Same, maybe same that... Same year as Chud. Maybe that truck exploding did light all the gas underground on fire and it killed all those chuds and it took care of the no, but it would the waste blow that was the out well hold city. on all i'm saying <laughs> is if i'm allowed to sit here and think that she heard about her husband in the sewers over the police radio and i i i have to draw my own conclusions based on context clues well maybe that is what happened so maybe the end of the movie does take care of the government and the chuds. But it still doesn't make it good. For the same reason I shouldn't have to guess about her in the radio. I shouldn't have to sit here and go, well, maybe I guess it could have done that. Also, why were the trucks rigged to explode from below in the first place? That didn't make sense. This movie... It's not... It's not like... So the children. The children was awful for a lot of reasons. Sure. But the children's acting was terrible. Oh, See, so, so this film is filled with every... It wasn't... Not even B-movie actors. Every character actor that has ever lived was in Chud. Yeah, John Goodman had two lines. Yeah, so like... Like, really, every character actor... Like, we spent more time going, ooh, that guy, ooh, that guy, ooh, that girl, ooh, that guy. Um, in the first five minutes, I did that. Like, oh, this person was in that movie. That person was in this movie. This person was in that movie. That's a wet bandit. Like, that person was there. Yeah. You know. So, it's got a really good cast. Well, and the acting was okay. The acting is Definitely better than it should have been for yeah. this movie. But the problem is, my biggest problem is, is, the movie was poorly paced, nothing happens, and in the end there's absolutely no resolution. I mean, there's no resolution. I feel like that crazy guy, Val, or whatever his name was, who only shows up twice and rambles and really serves no purpose in this. I feel like he was actually a crazy man. And he actually wrote the script for this movie. And the only reason he's in those scenes is because it. he was sitting there and had a knife and no one wanted to tell him to get off the set. So they just let him ramble. He tried to stab an actor and they said, cool, we're going to put this in now. 
goodbye because there is no plot. The plot of this movie is, I don't know, I guess there's Chud. I, there are Chuds and they're, they're doing the bad thing. And it's bad. So and I, also the government is doing a bad... I wish that we could be more animated and have more to say about this film. But I will literally say, without a doubt, that I really want, of the one hour and 36 minutes that movie is, I want about an hour and 16 minutes back of my life. Yeah, like I said, there's there's probably about, yeah, about a 15-minute window of... And it, it is spread out a lot, but I found a lot of it concentrated right there. Yeah, you know, I liked you know, pretty much every you know, interaction with Bosch you know, and, uh, I'll say good and half, the Wet Bandit. Yeah, a good half hour of this movie. Um, and, and I'd say that of the half hour of this movie that's you know worth watching, 15 minutes of it does happen all at once. Yeah. And it definitely is that point from the government conspiracy to them moving it on, how they're going to, you know. So. I, I think it's right about the time that... Uh, that the detective and the soup kitchen guy yep. start getting along, you know, yep. start working together is kind of where it almost comes into this like shadow of an actual movie that mm-hmm. could have been. Like I think the oh my god, I'm so sorry everybody, I'm just very tired. Um, I I personally think that the the the, the photographer and his girlfriend yeah completely unnecessary characters yeah like I mean. They gave you the little bit of the window into the the homeless world, like but but completely unnecessary for the story. All you needed was the cop. And you could and, you and, you and, didn't and the soup kitchen guy. You didn't need the photographer at all. You didn't need he, the dad from Home Alone to give you that window into right. the homeless world. You could have spent more time with, with the, the guy with the soup kitchen with the wet bandit from Home Alone. Yeah, who's the soup kitchen guy? We're talking about. Uh, you could have spent more time with him and he could have taken you into that yep. the world of the homeless and telling you about the undergrounders and so everything. Like, so like you could have literally we could have literally cut away twenty five minutes of character exposition about these characters, about those two characters. About yeah. Two, about the photographer and his wife. I mean I mean he doesn't even really learn that anything's going on. He didn't need the random reporter. No. Like, again, he, he's just... Wa- they're just wasting time on film. I feel like a lot of these characters... I feel like the script was... Unfinished. Or yeah. Like, this could or have like, been... He wrote a this lot could of stuff, have been pieced together yeah, from... He wrote a lot of stuff with a lot of different threads going in different directions and never tied any of them up. Well, except for the government, man. He got blown up. And yeah, then they roll up. the credits. Because that's how you end a movie about chuds... So, is you kill the least significant villain and roll credits. So I'm gonna. I want to talk just real quick about the monster costumes. Oh yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, we didn't we didn't talk about that because because we talked about that a lot while sitting here watching it, or I yeah. talked about no, it. No, no, and I agreed with you uh, to, to an extent. They are not great costumes. No, overall. they're they're, 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 they're a true. couple. Interesting parts of them, like the the creature design, I guess, is kind of interesting. Yeah, but the costume itself doesn't isn't good. Any extended cut 
of seeing the monsters doing anything. It's definitely kinda, isn't good. The movie's but, better when it's like Jaws, like you but, barely see it. But yeah. yeah, there are a couple of those jump scares where mm-hmm. you know the light hits them real fast and they pop out, and it doesn't have like the I've got flashlight bulbs in my suit mask to make the eyes glow. It looks more like the you know the reflection on the back of an actual animal's eye sure. in the dark when you hit him with a light. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and in a couple of those jump scares, that happens, and it is, you know, legitimately a little bit unsettling. It's startling, at least. Like, yeah. Like, the the design does a good job in those flashes of being, like, in that sort of uncanny, unset, but unsettling. Sure. Um, but then you see them move and do anything, or put them in light for any prolonged period of time, and... It just becomes rubber suit. And it's the worst Ru- kind of rubber suit. Right yeah. up until the next stretches for a reason that I can only describe as it made the props and effects guy's job easier when they had to cut its head off. Yeah, it was bizarre. Um, yeah, the, 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 the head puppet on the ground was kind of good. Well, and you know, the, 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 the gore effects that did exist, the limited gore effects that yeah. were there... We're very good. Yeah, the dude torn apart, yeah, like the dude torn apart, looked good. The guy's leg, in half. yeah, the guy's with a chunk ripped out of his leg. The the the, the lynch dog. Yeah, the lynch dog looked. That was that was also unsettling. And that was unsettling. Um, so like, you know, you know what I could have done without. What's that? For some reason, the bathroom exploding in blood. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. Like, what did she hit that made that happen? It leads you to like believe that there was a chud right there. Backing up the water for some reason, but, but that's not that, how plumbing works. But that is not at all how plumbing works. And also, how did he get in that? I mean, I guess the drain, the drain's not a pressurized water uh, system. That will just drain, I guess, uh, not in directly into the yes, chud sewers. But, but the but the drain doesn't go from a uh, a three inch pipe. To something to that something you can... that can accommodate a, a full size body, yeah. Well, we did see that the chud could stretch his head, so maybe they can like stretch Armstrong <laughs> it and get up there. Great. So, so I actually found um, uh, this this list here on horrorfreaknews.com. Oh Jesus! That is top ten creepy facts you never knew about chud. Okay, let's let's do it. <clears throat> All right, let's see here. I gotta scroll down to the list. Uh, number one, hey, Chud was part of a toxic waste-themed horror movie trend in the 1980s. Other examples include the Toxic Avenger movies, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Robocop. Even Tim Burton's Batman updated the Joker's origin story to include the toxic waste element. Uh, Dude, Robocop has the single best use of fucking toxic waste ever. Yeah. Do you remember it? Uh... Keep Vaguely. going. I'll keep going. I'll see if I can find it. But yeah. Keep uh, going. Number two, rumors persist that Rob Zombie wants to remake Chud. I'd be all about. Although that. nothing amounting to definitive proof has ever materialized. And like, when I started to type in Chud to look up like cast lists and everything on Google, um, one of the first suggested results was Chud remake, and I'm seeing news on that back to 2007. So, I don't. I don't think we're ever going to have one. I, I don't know that we need one exactly. No, but well, there's no such thing. I would watch yeah, it. I mean, I'd watch it. Number three. Although Chud has always been considered an obscurity, 
Its place in popular culture was cemented following a cameo on The Simpsons. You see. Yeah. On a makeshift bungee cord that plummets down an opened manhole, Homer sees a variety of subterranean dwellers, including Chud, Morlock, and Mole People. And Chud has been referenced in a lot of things. Yep. I mean, there's just a lot. Ah, the sequel. 1989's Bud the Chud. Bub the Chud was dumped straight to video. The follow-up, however, has nothing to do with the original. It's a horror comedy about zombies. All right, hold on one second. We're gonna we're gonna literally leave it leave it on. I just want Gonzo to watch. This is the scene with toxic waste. Robocop, the guy's driving the truck. And he's gonna right into a to a tank. This is awesome. This is Paul Verhoeven at his best. It's a look at the guy from the front. <laughs> the skin. So he's a chud now, right? That, that's what I mean, I'm gathering from this? Is he has become chud? Uh, he has become chud. So hold on, we have to see him die. It's hysterical. Hold on. So first of all, yeah, there's there's uh, there's Red Foreman, the best villain in the... Uh, I love him as an actor. But he is awesome in this film. So there we go there. Oh, 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 oh. It's just, like, it's just brutal. Sorry, this is not good podcast, but that's all right. Um, just, I just, just it's going to happen right here. It's so good. Because this is not how a normal person dies when hit by a car. Just watch this. Sploosh. <laughs> 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 Look at that. They didn't need bombs or anything to take nope, care of that shot. Sploosh. Okay. <laughs> just, so. I thought you'd get a kick out of that. Number five. As an April Fool's Day joke, Criterion announced that Chud was receiving <laughs> right. a two-disc Blu-ray right. re-release. I remember that. It illustrates how maligned Chud has become in popular culture. Despite the fact that almost no one has seen it, the idea of getting the dignified Criterion treatment was immediately laughable. An actual Blu-ray release came a few la few years later by, uh, via Arrow Video. Yeah. Uh, number six. The film's score also has a huge following. Rolling Stone ranked the soundtrack for Chud number 35 on their list of best horror movie music. It's composed by British musician Martin Cooper. Uh, number seven. A Chud appears digitally in Tony Hawk's Underground, although it was renamed Thud. Mm. No doubt to uh, avoid copyright, copyright disputes. Issues, yeah. You can actually unlock the character and use it to skate. <laughs> what a skate is a Chud? And number eight. The movie is much smarter than it's given credit for. It works as an allegory for homelessness, environmentalism, and corporate greed. So first of all, it's not an allegory. Someone's no, like it's, it's pretty much uh, flat out yeah. about those things. Yeah, it's like, it's like, no, there's nothing allegorical about that. And it doesn't really do it smart. No. I mean, no, I can't even... 
begin to pretend that like you know you you almost make a comment about the only thing that it kind of does is it kind of brings brings up into conversation the idea of the less dead you okay know, you know like sure it's popular in uh true crime when, yep. when discussing serial killers that sometimes they go uncaught because you know if a serial killer is out there killing homeless or or like or sex workers or, yeah, or no in, one in, in or the cares. like heyday of the american serial killer thinking like bundy Dahmer and everything you know out there killing gay black people on the streets in the 70s right mm-hmm. well they they use the term the less dead as in if they had killed a, a rich white girl oh yeah it would have been yeah they would have been news immediately but by killing these sorts of people like like the the undergrounders that you see in this sure um so i guess that's maybe the only thing it kind of does yeah but outside of that uh, they do talk about it very briefly too. Uh, uh, the Wet Bandit talks about it mm-hmm. when he puts in that call. He's like, you know, all of my homeless friends who have died or gone missing, no one came down. Who went missing that made you show up? And he says it's his again, wife. Yeah. We really could have done with just the entire movie focusing on those two. Oh, those two guys. Yeah. It would have been probably pretty good. Because they were the best parts of it. Oh, clearly. Oh, without, with, without question. Without question. So, number nine. Daniel Stern's real-life wife, Lori Matos, I guess, also appears in Chud. She's the first victim who gets pulled into a manhole while walking her dog. She's the guy's wife. That's so sad. And, and Daniel Stern, he's uh, the wet bandit, the wet right? wet bandit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number ten. The movie was an epic flop when released. Yeah, big surprise. It proves once again that the box office is no measure of a film's quality. <laughs> Bullshit. No, it was an epic flop. <laughs> and it is not good. I'm sorry, did I accidentally just read 10 creepy facts you never knew about Chud? And because I skipped over the exposition before I got to the 10 facts, did I miss the part where they're like praising Chud? <laughs> Because they shouldn't do that. And what still bothers me is the fact that, like, oh, it's an allegory for this. No, it's not. It's a commentary on, at best. That's it's... Yeah, that's a horrible movie. So, okay. I mean, I'm trying to think what the what the chuds themselves could be an allegory for. I would say the homeless, but they already have the actual homeless. Yeah, they're actually the homeless. So, I'm going to kind of just give my final what thought you... on this. Yeah. Yeah, I, no, I've, no, been, I've been ranting. Stop. No, no, we no, don't no, no. stop. Please just... take this rant away from me. I don't need it anymore. So I like. I hate ba- this movie. I like bad movies. I like bad movies. I like painfully bad movies. I watch painfully bad movies. I'm, I, you know, I can be like a hipster that watches something because it's ironic. Like I'm okay with that. We did watch the room. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the room. I will straight up say to you, not even really non-ironically. I enjoyed. No, it's, room. it's fine. Um, don't watch this movie. Don't watch this movie. There's nothing ironically enjoyable about this film. Um, it, it's frustrating all the way through. Um, you know what? Watch The Howling 2. Yeah, The Howling 2. Watch for, that all For day. all the, the shit. Yeah. The Howling 2 is enjoyable. No, I, I enjoyed that film. Uh, don't watch this film. Just, just don't bother. Like, it's not even that it's bad. Like, this is just boring it's just it's a waste of time 
And, you know, that's almost... That is almost my biggest issue with this film. Is that literally, I can sit down and watch a horrible movie and be like, you know what? That was fun. But this was literally... It wasn't fun. It The movie is a waste of time. Do not watch this movie. I think that Joe is made all the much better by... Not having seen this film. Not having been here, yeah. I agree. Um, you know, I... He would be yelling right now, and it would actually make good podcasts. Oh, God, yeah. Listen. But honestly... I'm sure that if Joe was here mean... to hate this movie, yeah. I would have found a reason to love this movie. Yeah. Mostly because just, to get him more just how angry he would have been at this movie. I honestly... I feel like his anger would have found the hidden gems in this that would have actually made it fun for me. But... To be honest... I don't need Joe yelling at me because of this movie, because he's com- would be completely correct. Yeah, this is not yeah. a good movie. Um, um, I, I'm I'm really kind of I'm I'm not mad at Gonzo because Gonzo warned me this was a horrible movie, yeah. and I I hadn't seen it in 25, 30 years. Yeah, this wasn't. But this wasn't my. This wasn't like a defending event. No, not at all. Like last and he warned last me. year, my pick, Dracula three thousand. Oh God, I'll watch that again. I in a love second. that. Um, that was fun. Again, my my whole thing with this is that I, I just, it's horrible. Okay, but put it next to the children. I'd rather watch the children. Yeah, I'd rather watch the children. I get. I guess you know what the children has something that Chud doesn't have. An a, res, a resolution, an ending. Yeah, but it's an ending they left open for a sequel. That's fine. I wonder what Bub the Chud's like. Apparently, a comedy about a zombie. Yeah, I'm not watching that fucking movie, and neither are you. Ah, uh, I may get around to it eventually. Maybe next year. Hey, listeners, if you want us to watch Bub the Chud next year, call us in at 617-825-8843. I don't, I don't know. What number is that? What, what did I just... Dredge up from uh, the deep memory. I'll tell you what. 617. I'll tell you what. You know what? I'm going to say this right now. I will watch Bub the Chud, like, immediately if I get 100 followers on our YouTube page. You get you get 52 other people to join our YouTube page, oh, and shit. I will watch I that think, movie. I think I may have accidentally... It's just like the federal government or something like no, that. No, so that's something in Boston. Uh, oh, oh shit. I think... I think I may have just accidentally totally remembered... The phone number for the WECB Emerson College radio station <laughs> that I used to listen to. 617-824-8852 is the on-air DJ. And I only know that. So I used to listen to... Um, uh, a, they released a, a podcast version of their their mm-hmm. program. And I, I listened to the World Domination Hour. Um... Like, religiously. I, I actually was... I was on a live episode that they did once and... Oh, God. Taking it back to Rocky Horror. So, in 2011, there was a steampunk convention in uh, Massachusetts that I went to. And I already had tickets to. already booked the hotel. Then I got into Rocky Horror for the first time ever in 2011. Right? Yes. I've told that story. Yes, you have. Um, so, I went up to this convention like I I missed the promo pictures no I came back the day of the promo pictures I remember having to rush back Mm -hmm. to get there on time for the for the pictures but I went up there 
and uh, the World Domination Hour was doing a live show there, and I went. They asked for a volunteer, and I, I shot my hand up. They picked me, and I went up to be a volunteer. So I, I was a henchman. Okay. Um, I was a henchman on that episode, and I specifically remember that the Baron demanded babes. He <laughs> needed babes, so I ran out of the uh, the room. I, I legitimately went up to just, like, women in the convention hall and asked, Hey, uh, are you free right now? Do you want to come be on this podcast episode? They're recording right now. And when I walked in and I presented them with the, the only two girls that agreed to go and do this thing. Um, and then felt a little bit bad for them as they proceeded to stand there awkwardly because I don't think the Baron ever expected me to actually bring babes but i i am a good henchman um and then like the week later i i called in i think that's why i have that number like memorized i called in and pimped rocky horror on their podcast in 2011 it's a noble tradition of pimping rocky horror on podcasts um so yeah, don't actually call any of those numbers because it is actually a phone number in Boston. And if I did remember it right the first time, I think I said eight eight four two instead of eight eight five two. Right. Uh, still, it, it it's the current on air DJ number for uh, WECB Emerson College. That was a tangent. Sorry, but don't go. Don't watch Chud. Don't watch Chud. I will say this again: we have forty seven people on our YouTube channel. If 50, if you can get 53 more, 53 more, if I can get 100 people on that YouTube channel, I we will do a live watch-along of Bud the Chug. Oh, man. I feel like that's copyright infringement. We don't necessarily have to have the volume on. And it's, there's a way to do it without having to worry okay. about it. Um, we will do a live watch-along, though. Yeah. Yeah, I can get behind that. So it's up to you guys. 53. 53 followers. 53 more subscriptions to the YouTube, YouTube channel. I know for a fact that more there are more than 100 listeners out there. So some of you have been slacking. So Hey, and if any of you know like the dudes that played the Baron and Frigor on that. Because <laughs> uh, the Baron, I think, was a dude from Massachusetts. But I believe Frigor actually lived in Connecticut, went to school up there. Okay. That, that was his normal henchman, was Frigor. Okay. You, you get it? Because... It's like Igor, but he works for free. I understand. Uh, that that's the joke, but I do I do think that he he was a dude from Connecticut. So, you know, we're dudes in Connecticut that do nerd shit. They were clearly the types of people that did nerd shit. Their entire pot, their entire radio show was music for supervillains, and they Fair did enough. skits in between, and then afterwards they went and attempted to re-release like old episodes and do more episodes but since they didn't work for the radio station anymore they didn't have rights to music so it was just right. the skits and it flopped after like two or three episodes but yeah if, if you know those guys uh it, send them send them our way I, I love those guys i would love to talk to them um but that's me signing off um, Goodbye. So to, I, don't, I don't know. You left me in silence. Yeah, I, I'm I sorry. had to fill space. Um, Normally to, that's Joe. Wait, should I tell them? Jim, how, if they want to get in contact with oh, us, geez. how do they do that? They can, I got to it first. You they do can it. contact us at couchcrashers at gmail.com. 
um, or on Twitter and Facebook at Couch Grouches, uh, Instagram as well at Couch Grouches. Um, you can find us, as I said, find us on Facebook, leave us a message there. Um, or you can go to our YouTube page, which right now just search Couch Grouches and find the one with the black and white logo. Um, that is our channel. Um, uh, we'll be posting more content there pretty soon. Uh, and that is how to get in touch with us. Gonzo's Black Magic Corner, have you summoned the demons? No, I've been way too tired to be doing that. I Wait, did I do something? I don't think so. I think I've been wanting to. Well, the but it, it is. Um, mostly I've just kind of been trying to keep the ghosts at the palace at bay. They did apparently have a, a, like, ghost hunters come into the Palace Theater fairly recently. Oh, did they really? And spooked a couple guys. Like, they got some good uh, EVP recording. Cool! Um, and, and then, like, got spooked and left. Like, they tried doing the sheet thing, and one of them got growled at, and he just fucked off. But, um, yeah, I think, I think I said it in the last recording, maybe, or I may have just said it in general, you know? I've never had problems with, with any of the ghosts there. It is yeah. it is quite clearly a haunted location. Sure. And it is really spooky in the dark when you're the only one there, <laughs> which I frequently am. Right. Because what else am I going to do with my life? But um, I think I got my hands mostly full with that. Okay. So. And Joe, what about you? What's going on? Crickets. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. He worked a pasta dinner. No, I know. I'm giving a hard time. He worked a pasta dinner. So, uh... And maybe he ate some pasta. Maybe. I mean, I'll text him. We'll be back next week. With Jesus. A, it's hopefully, midnight. Yep. We'll be back next week with another, mo- with another uh, movie. Hopefully a good one for Halloween. In the meantime, uh, for Couch Grouches, this is Jim. I'm Gonzo. I almost said Joe. You almost did? I'm Gonzo. Fuck, Fuck on, audience. audience. Oh, wait, I totally had a non sequitur. Um. Shit. Shit. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Why are iPhone chargers not called apple juice? <laughs>